everything you're doing is repeatable and sustainable and consistent. Repeatable, sustainable, consistent. And when you think about that, you know, when you get above 10 stores, right, you're, you're more than likely not within a driving range. You probably can't go FISM. Even if you got two days, you're probably going to be push yourselves. So you have to focus a lot of time that ensuring that everything you do, not only in the product you make, what's your culture look like, right? So you have a strong culture, right? You can grow. You can absolutely grow. But- Welcome back or welcome to the Business and Board Shorts podcast, the only podcast dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. I'm your host, C.T. Kelp. And in this episode, I talk with Voodoo Donuts CEO, Chris Schultz. He's a 30-year veteran of the restaurant industry, known for operational excellence and store growth. He was previously with Mod Pizza and Starbucks prior to joining Voodoo. In January 2020, Chris was recognized as one of the most influential restaurant CEOs in the country, chosen by Nation Restaurant News readers. Let's jump into this week's conversation. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining me. Hey, CT, how you doing, bud? Good, good. How are you? Uh, You know, living the dream every day, bud. Tell my listeners, what's the vibe like in Portland? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, well, Portland's been all over the news, right, over the last nine months or so. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's ever changing is the best I can put it, right? Um, uh, you know, I don't think we've, we've really come out of, of, of the protests and the situation that's occurred. And so um, downtown Portland is still struggling a little bit to kind of get itself back upright. Um, and so I think we're still struggling as a city. And, I, you, know, it's, uh, uh, you know, we're still at dine out only, so takeaway only. Um, so the city of Portland is struggling a little bit, but uh, listen, we'll come back. It's Portland, right? We'll come back. And what's the entrepreneurship scene or vibe there? Yeah, you know, Portland's, Portland's been kind of known for, if you, if you read, you know, we're kind of the, the, the epicenter of, of new kind of cool chef-driven restaurants, right? Very eclectic, micro-brews, breweries all over town, chef-driven restaurants. So um, it really is kind of that, that little hidden gem up here in the Northwest where you can come and, and find some really good food that are, like I say, chef-driven or microbrews or wineries, right? There's so many things going on here in Portland uh, that drive people to come visit for all those great, cool things that are happening. And, you know, there's companies like ourselves and, and Salt and Straw, which is a great ice cream concept was born here. Um, they really come out of come out of Portland, right? Kind of unexpectedly between Seattle and San Francisco, right? It's the unknown little city. Yeah, I have yet to get out to Portland, but it's definitely on my list. Let's transition to the entrepreneurship angle. So as I was doing some reading before we recorded, that seems to be in your blood. Yeah, so I, I've been I've been blessed, um, especially the last several, last call it 14 or 15 years. Um, you know, before that, I, I started Starbucks. My last 25 years have been Starbucks Coffee Company, Mod Pizza for Fearing with Mod, and now Voodoo Donut, right? So really three strong um, eclectic brands that really, you know, Starbucks today is kind of ubiquitous, but back when I started in the early 90s, there was 200 restaurants. So, you know, I left there was 20,000. So it was really kind of, again, entrepreneurship. And then um, with Mod, I was very lucky uh, to join Scott and Allie Svensson at Store One when when Mod was really birthed in, in the growth of that chain or series of restaurants and now uh, joining Voodoo recently three years ago and, and helping it grow and working again with founder-led organizations, which are very different and very unique. Um, they all have their own little twist to them. What do you think, what, what do you enjoy most 
on like the customer experience side and like, what do you think you bring to the table when you have worked at these different areas? Yeah. So, uh, so just to, to backtrack a little bit, I've only ever worked in restaurants. So I've been in the restaurant business 41 years. I've never worked anywhere else but a restaurant. Right. So, um, for me, it's kind of interesting, right? Because I, I don't know the world outside of a, outside of the four walls of a restaurant. I've never worked anywhere else, and and working in different at, at, you know different environments, um, you know, I tend to tell people I'm a blocking and tackling operator, right? I'm a roll up my sleeves operator. Um, you know, I'm not a finance guy. I didn't go to college. You know, I, I worked in restaurants, so um, you know, I really enjoy uh, really delivering that experience. I like feeding people. Right. Somewhere along the line, it got in my world and, and, and restaurants aren't in my background. My father was an upholsterer. My mom worked for my dad. So I didn't grow up in the restaurant business, so to speak, in my family blood. It just was in my blood to, to serve people and, and feed people. And um, it's just kind of worked out. It's just kind of worked out. What would you say is something that you experienced or worked through at Starbucks or Ma that then you've carried through to Voodoo? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, part of that is is kind of that that wherewithal of failure's not an option, right? And and having that that sense of purpose and meaning, um, and ensuring that failure and, and across the organization, and it's easy to say failure's not an option because I think everyone thinks that in some way. Um, but the reality is, you know, when you row the boat ashore and burn the oars, right? It's just not an option. And to be authentic, right? Both Mod and Starbucks were very authentic brands. Um, and for me, that's that's a key to being successful, I think, in the restaurant business is being authentic. Right. Um, customers can see right through it and they know, it, you know, they know BS now, even more so in the past because of the Internet. Um, and so to be an authentic brand, be, be true to your core and who you are. Don't try to be everything to everybody. And I think we're seeing more and more of that as you watch different rest in the, in the, in the industry. These restaurants are coming in and they're unique and they're just doing certain things and doing it really good. Right. Just be really good at what you do. You don't have to be everything to everybody. Yeah, I love that. That's, I think, something that anybody can carry through in any business. And uh, like you said, everybody can see through the BS. So it's really just know your lane. You know, you're the expert in X, Y, Z and, uh, and and just totally be genuine and authentic. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really important. And, 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 you know, you can translate that even to being a leader, right? So not only in your brand, but as a leader, I think authentic leaders, transparent leaders are the ones that are successful. Um, you know, your teams can see right through it, their rhetoric, um, and they know it, right? And they can feel it. And so um, I think it translates over to being true, a true leader and how you're a true leader, whether you're an entrepreneur that's just getting started in the business, or you've been in the business for many, many years, um, you know, continue to force yourself to be authentic and transparent as a leader. Let's talk about voodoo now. Yeah. What is the experience that you want somebody to feel when they step into one of your spots? Yeah, yeah. So I'd say it's worth the wait, right? So at Voodoo Donut, we're uh, if you don't know about Voodoo, you know we're we're based out of Portland, but we have we have store two stores in Denver, a store in Austin, a store in Houston, uh, three stores here in Portland. We're in Eugene, we're on Universe Studios, City Walk, both in Orlando and LA. So we're kind of growing, right? But it's worth the wait. And when I say that. Um, it's because many times there's a queue or there's a long wait to get in our properties. We're just, we're very blessed in that way. People love our donuts. And we're, we're really the founders of gourmet donuts. We were the first people to do the bacon maple bar. Now you can go down to your local grocery store, pick one up. But the reality was, and people can argue about this, but I'd like to see someone prove us wrong. 15 years ago, our founders brought breakfast in to eat while they were making donuts and they just happened to have bacon with them and threw it on top of, of a maple bar. 
and it, and it sold, right? And so, you know, you know how that works. I mean, sometimes ingenuity and planning just goes out the window with just practical sense. Um, so, you know, for us, it's worth the wait and it's worth the experience. When you come to a Voodoo Donut, um, we don't have the typical rack donuts like you would find in any other donut shop. Our donuts are in jewel cases, fitting jewel cases, because they're truly jewels, right? They're different and they're unique. And every donut is as special as the people that work for us. And so for us, I, it should be about the experience of coming in and getting a voodoo and leaving with that pink box as much as about, uh, you know, fulfilling your belly or fulfilling the need of a, of a donut. And I saw that you guys have over 50 different donuts how many do you have at at any one time? Uh, well, dude, we have 41 SKUs. We have 41 SKUs all the time, CT. You can't be a customer coming and be like, oh, sorry, we're out of that. Now, it's a challenge for the team. And, and trust us, we work on it every day on how we get better at it to make it consistent, right, from one store to the next. How do you stay consistent making 50 or 40 different donuts every day? Um, but I, I'm, I'm a customer first, right? I'm a CEO second. I'm a customer first. And I know when I go somewhere – and I walk in and I say, I want the chicken sandwich. They go, we're out. It just breaks my heart. I'm like, oh, my goodness. How does that work? How could you be out of it? And so for me, it's really important in our stores. If you're going to stand in the queue for 30 minutes and you walk in and you wanted that bacon maple bar or you wanted the ODB, which is your old dirty bastard donut, and you were craving, you saw it online. When you walk up to that counter, we can't be out of it. Shame on us. That's what you came for. So um, we try to keep uh, all 41 SKUs on, on full every day. We make all the donuts in-house. We make them fresh every day in-house, three times a day um, to keep them fresh. And so um, it's a challenge. But, yeah, if you see it online, we, we got it in the store. I, I'll say 99.9% of the time we have it in the store. There, there are the rare occasions we're out, but, but uh, we'll apologize and, and offer you something different. I love the determination. That, that's that's awesome. What? Okay, so tell the listeners what are – your best sellers, a couple of your best sellers, and what are a couple of the most kind of obscure, off the wall, uh, out of left Dude, field? We are we are the obscure, off the wall donut shop, right? So when you ask me that, it's like asking me which one of my kids I like the most, and which one is kind of obscure, which one's kind of crazy. So I'll tell you what I like. Uh, you know, this is personal preference versus kind of giving you the collective group, right? Um, so the bacon maple bar is the hero, right? We're the original. That's the hero. We sell a lot of those donuts and. And truly, if you're going to come to Voodoo, that's something you got to put in that box every single time you come. Um, we have a Voodoo doll that's in the, in the, in the shape of a Voodoo doll, right? Um, that's a big seller for us as well. And then you get into these more obscure, so the ODB, which is our peanut butter and, and chocolate donut, right? Which is Old Dirty Bastard. Or the Memphis Mafia that's built on Memphis Mafia, Elvis, right? It's got, it's got um, banana on it, right? It's great. Or the Marshall Mathers, which everyone knows is what? M&M's, right, on our donuts. So really kind of crazy donuts that, again, go the entire way. We have a great bank that has great pixels on it. So um, it's a variety of things. And, again, it's really hard when we have 41 different SKUs. From week to week, right, I try something different. We have a Homer donut that does really well. It's it's a pink, and it's got, you know, from the, the Simpsons, right? So we have a, a liking for everyone's taste all the way down to a buttermilk bar. I'm a buttermilk bar kind of guy, right? And so um, that's very simple and very unique, but we do it really well. And then we also offer a whole skew of vegan donuts in our in our shops, right? So not only do we have the traditional donuts, most of all of our offerings are vegan as well. And we take great pride in ensuring that they are truly vegan in what we do to, to ensure that we, we have that side of the business as well, offerings for people that are vegan and they're looking for a donut.
There's two things I love, catching rays and catching new business. But getting tan is a lot easier than getting your business found online. If you're struggling to get new customers from your website, let my decade of experience work for you. Surf on over to callmect.com and fill out a quick form. I'll be sure to answer as soon as I get back from the beach. One quick question I just thought of to yeah back to the business side. What is it like to go from and this is you know in all your experiences here to go from one or two locations to go to nine or ten or fifty? Just kind of what is that process like? Yeah, or three hundred, um, like we did at Mod, right? Um, you know, one to two is hard, hard, right? Um, two to ten is difficult, as I kind of define it. Ten and more is 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 like painstakingly. You you really have to ensure you want to do it. Right. Because it, it, it can just wear you out. And, you know, one or two, you just repeat what you did in store one. And 99% of the time, you can be successful. Right. It's all about real estate and you find the great real estate. Two to 10, you got to start building processes. Right. Because you can't touch everybody. You can't get to every store every day. Um, people are kind of remote most times and you can't really get to them. So that's difficult, as I said, difficult. But boy, when you get to 10 above, it becomes really hard, really difficult because you have to have those processes in place. Right. You got to ensure that that everything you're doing is repeatable and sustainable and consistent, repeatable, sustainable, consistent. We talk about all the time as we're growing, repeatable, sustainable, consistent. Um, And when you think about that, you know, when you get above 10 stores, right, you're you're more than likely not within a driving range. You probably can't go FISM. Even if you got two days, you're probably going to be pushed yourself. So you have to focus a lot of time that ensuring that everything you do, not only in the product you make, but in how you pay people, what's your culture look like? Right. Because culture is important. Right. I mean, Drucker said, right. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right. So you have a strong culture. Right. You can grow. You can absolutely grow. But it's important at 10 stores. Well, if you don't have a culture in place, then what are what the folks behind the counter or serving the tables? How are they talking to your customers? What do they come? What do they bring to life? So it's really important, I think, when you get to 10 and above that you kind of OK. And you got to start trusting people as an entrepreneur, as a leader. Um, you know, I can make all the decisions I want in two stores and I, I, you know, I wave my wand and I'll make it happens. Even at 10, I wave the wand, I'll make it happens. At store 11, 12, I wave the wand and I, what happened, right? It takes a while, right? Um, so having gone through this growth, you know, Starbucks was an entity that was built before I even got there. I was there at 20 stores um, that was built. But at Mod, you know, we had one and then we grew to 300 when I left. Um, it just was really the focus laying the the tracks in front of the train. Um, but it's, you know, many entrepreneurs, uh, you know, want to grow and they want to believe that they can grow. And they're, they're like, well, I have two and I can grow four. I can grow five. I can grow six. Um, and many times when I, when I speak to entrepreneurs and, and, and people are starting the business, I'm like, why, why have a reason for it? Right. What are you, why are you doing it? Again, going back to authentic and transparent, just because you got two doesn't mean you have to have four, right? Just because you have four doesn't mean you have to have eight. Right. If you're going to four, you just do four. Great. And just execute wonderfully. Um, sometimes I think people have visions of grandeur of growing and they think that's the only way I'm going to be successful. And so I have 10 stores and I'm in multiple cities and that doesn't work for everybody. I go to a lot of restaurants that I go to. And they're just one outlet and they kill it. They kill it. Financially, they're killing it. They're, they're really doing well. Um, 
And I think that's what I would always caution people, right? Make sure you know why. Why do you want to grow? Um, you know, for us at Foodie, part of it is, uh, you know, employing people. I just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a person because I grew up in the restaurant business. I know what it feels like to be a dishwasher, to be a bar back, to be a busboy, to be a server, you name it. I've probably done it in my career. Um, and we do it at Voodoo because I want to. I want to employ people, right? We're opening. We're building a store in Houston, Texas, right now. We're open in about four or five weeks. We're going to employ seventy brand new people. Seven zero, right? Boy, oh boy, that's that's the reason I'm doing it. If I'm doing it for any other reason, if I'm just doing it to to earn a check and get a bottom line, that's going to wear out really quick. So, long answer to short question, CT, but I hope I hit the mark. No, no, that's great. I, I think that there is a belief in our society with the whole scaling mantra or scalability that that's what you're supposed to. If I if I had a dollar <laughs> for every ad I've seen on Facebook to scale your agency, I mean, I, I wouldn't have to work another day in my life. Um, and it's just, and I, but I'm totally with you because it's just, hey, maybe you only have three locations, but you do that amazing, and that's that's awesome. Like there's there's no need to go to four, five, six uh, if if you don't. Yeah, if there's really no not a why there, what is the best business advice you've ever received? Yeah, it's it's a, it's amazing what you accomplish if you don't if you're not worried about who gets the credit. It's amazing what you accomplish if you don't care about who gets the credit. I mean, I spent a big part of my career um, acknowledging I probably wasn't a very good leader, right? Because I was worried about me and me, 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 and um, you know that was my idea or what? How can I how can I step up in front of people? And and my reality was. Oh my goodness. Okay. Right. It's okay. It's okay for someone else to get the credit. That'd be number one. And the second best advice I got uh, that I've learned throughout my career is fail fast or fail early. Make those mistakes early in your career. Make those mistakes early in your lifespan of your business, right? Be willing to risk different things to make the mistakes early so you can learn those. I mean, you know, here at, at Voodoo, um, you know, we're now at about 10 stores. And so for me, um, we're trying different things right now. Just trying them because at 20 stores, it's going to be epic to make a, to make a mistake. Right now, it's okay to make a mistake because we can come back from it, right? Um, it was it was a mantra that Scott Svensson, the, the, the founder of, of Mod when he was like, fail fast, fail early. Let's try things and see how they work. So um, I've kind of lived through both of those mantras, right, is, is don't worry about who gets the credit, right? If we're successful, we're successful. And Let's try things now when we're young and fresh and new. And um, if they don't work, they don't work. You learn from mistakes. And what's the best life advice you ever received? Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You know, I still come to work every day with a little bit of pinch of, uh, you know, <laughs> is this going to be my last day of work, right? And it's kind of just the mantra I grew up with as a kid. Um, you know, uh, and, and my dad went to work every day, and, you know, carried his lunch to work every morning. I saw him go off and he'd come back at five or six or seven o'clock at night. And, you know, and he did that six days a week. And um, and I got that sense from him of, well, you got to work hard. Right. You have to work hard. And um, as I developed in my career and um, now it's a little bit different where I'm at today. But, you know, choosing not to go to college and just stay in the restaurant business in college just wasn't an option in my world back then. It just wasn't. It was an option. Not only we couldn't afford it, I really wasn't a very good student, CT. Don't tell anybody. I really wasn't a good student. So thereby only had one option, right? Um, and so I, I would question myself, and I continue that, right? But if you're a leader, you got to have the wherewithal 
to, you know, to don't question yourself. Um, just don't question yourself. And then finally, don't have a bad day, right? I, I'm the leader. Leaders can't have a bad day. I cannot have a bad day, right? Yeah, I may wake up and I feel well and the world's on my shoulders, but at the end of the day, I'm leading 300 folks and I can't have a bad day. I just can't have it. And I tell you leaders that every time when we talk about that in our company um, and they have a hard time correlating that, but, but I can't have a bad day. So would you say you can have a bad uh, minute or, uh, or hour, but you just can't have a bad day? No, I think you can. I mean, listen, we all have stresses and, and, and you know, I don't know what the world might, the folks that, that work with me uh, are having in their lives. Right. And they have stresses. But, you know, think about it. When you grew up as a kid, you looked at your parents and when they were having a bad day, you as a kid naturally just were depressed. Right. Or if you're part of it, you went to school and the teacher had a bad day and you could tell it made you feel something. Or then when you joined a choir or a group or a club or a band or a team. Right. If the leader was having a bad day, you had a bad day. Right. You're like, oh, why is Mr. Jones unhappy or why is Miss Susie unhappy? Right. You felt bad about it. Well, that just correlates to business. Right. And, and the leaders in business. And so, uh, yeah, I can have a bad hour and I can vent, you know, when I go home. But but outwardly, when I'm working with the team and, and I'm and I'm really um, I'm in my leadership role. Right. It doesn't mean I'm always preppy, preppy and hey, everybody high fives. But but there's a reality of understanding. I need to set the path. I want to close it out there. I appreciate having you on and I appreciate a few minutes of your time. Hey, CT, I really appreciate you reaching out. Great, great interview. I, I really appreciate the time. And uh, for everybody listening, go to Voodoo Donut and get, get your favorite donut. You're still here? Well, while I have you, if you found today's episode valuable or useful, I would love if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps to expand the reach of the podcast. And if not, then just forget the last 10 seconds. Thanks. Talk to you next week.